Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, May 18th. Today on the show, the Nashville Predators game one loss to the Carolina Hurricanes and John Hines' responses to the questions about his lineup in the post-game press conference. The 440 is built every single morning for free for you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned, custom home and remodeling firm. They want you to be happy in your home, they want you to be proud of your home, and they want you to make money on your home. That is their business model. Sure, they've got an in-house design team, and sure, they're all about doing amazing renovations and amazing custom builds, but really what it's about, it's about you. It's about partnering with someone that believes in your vision just as much as you do, and then delivers on that promise. Again, on budget and on time. We all want to be happy in our home and proud of our home, but we all want our homes to appreciate and create value as well. And that's what the Kingston Group does. So check them out. BuildKG.com is the website. BuildKG.com, and remember the name, the Kingston Group. The Nashville Predators lost game one of their first round NHL playoff series with the Carolina Hurricanes 5-2 on Monday night. And we've got the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, I suppose, was the first period. John Hines went with a heavier lineup. He went with a bigger, more physical lineup, which probably is the right approach. I think most of us can agree. But when you look at some of the names that were scratches, Ellie Tolvanen, for example, and then you watch the game play out, Maybe there's room for debate. If you want some of that debate, check out the gold standard. Adam Vingan and I will have some quick reaction for you after every game. But the good of this game was the first period. It was tied 1-1 after one period. Philip Forsberg was brilliant. You saw some excellence, individual excellence from number nine, which is what this team needs to win a game. You felt like the Nashville Predators were carrying the pace of play, being a physical, aggressive team on the forecheck in the offensive zone. And it felt like a pretty even, pretty exciting playoff match. The crowd was excellent. And the whole thing just felt normal, like a normal hockey situation in the playoffs, which was so much fun. It was a blast. Then the bad, which is the second period. And even though Nashville scored a goal, Eric Halla, former Hurricane, tied it up at two after Jordan Stahl made a brilliant play to go up 2-1, the game didn't feel nearly as close as the score indicated. Carolina dominated play. And with a rookie goaltender, Alex Nedeljkovic, not really getting tested at any point during the second period, it felt like Carolina clearly was starting to impose its will. However, going into the third, tied two, Nashville felt like it had a chance. And then the ugly. The ugly, of course, the third period. Carolina scores three times. They dominate the shot counter. They dominate possession. They dominate special teams. Nashville had no power play to speak of the entire game. And the goaltender was rarely challenged. If you're going to play a rookie goaltender on a team with speed, you've got to challenge the rookie. And they did that in the first period, the Nashville Predators did. And they could not accomplish that in the third period. And they could not match the speed. They could not match the skill. And they could not match the talent of the Carolina Hurricanes. It's only one game. It's not the end of the world. There's still a lot more games left to go in this series. But the Nashville Predators felt like they delivered a pretty big punch. They scored first. They were tied after one, tied after two. And they felt like they played their style of game. They executed their strategy, the strategy that John Hines wanted to deploy. However, Carolina took the punch. They took two punches, three punches, whatever you want to call it. And in the third period, they just started throwing haymakers. And the Nashville Predators had no answer. Whether it was Roman Yossi, who was largely irrelevant and was beaten a couple of different times on defense, whether it was the Mikhail Granlin line that had zero shot attempts, whether it was the herd line or the beast line or whatever nickname you want to call it, became largely irrelevant in the second and third periods. 
call it whatever you want, a rookie goaltender that didn't really have to make any tough saves at all at any point during the night. You're not going to win hockey games that way. You're sure as hell not going to beat the best team in the division and one of the best teams in the entire NHL four times in seven games, now four times in six games by playing that type of hockey. The end of the world is not coming. The, the series is not over. But you're going to have to win on Wednesday night, and you're going to have to play a lot better hockey because this team was totally dominated in the second and third periods. And until they have an answer for that, there is no chance that this team has to win this series. Game three, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. in Raleigh. Let's hear from Nashville Predators head coach John Hines after the loss on Monday night. We had uh, a lot of guys that have uh, made cases for themselves to play, and obviously the group tonight didn't get it done. So, you know, we have some guys that are not in the lineup that uh, we know are ready to play and can really contribute. So that's all part of the process. You know, we came into game one. Uh, we did some good things, 2-2 tie game going in the third period. We didn't find a way to win it. So uh, now we'll just go right through the evaluation process on the game, on our lineup, uh, evaluate the players tonight, and go from there. I think when you look at the penalties, it was uh, interference, trip, trip, high stick, and holding. So I thought I thought the, the the physicality we played with was within the lines. We didn't get called, uh, you know, for and then you had the two on sportsman like conducts at the end. So you know we've got to do a better job of not taking stick penalties. You know that's not those aren't hard penalties. Those aren't physical aggressive penalties. I thought I thought both teams play hard. I thought we played physical and got to our game. Uh, the thing tonight was, as I said, we took we took soft penalties. We took trips, high stick, hold, uh, excuse me, hooking. So, you know, I don't think that had anything to do with it. So, guys, look, look, we came in as 2-2 going in the third period. And uh, we have to make, you have to make lineup decisions. You know, we were physical. It was hard. It was a hard-fought game. It's 2-2 going in the third period. And, you know, you look at a couple of goals, they're breakdowns in the goals. Uh, you know, one of them's the turnover. They come back in. It's a D-zone coverage goal. So, uh, I think when you look at those situations, it's, you know, we can talk all about the lineup we want, but we, we played physical, we played hard, it was a competitive game, and we didn't find a way to win one. So as we've said, we're going to be able to make uh, lineup decisions that we want, but, you know, as we've gone all year long, it hasn't been who's in or who's out, it's how we've played, and today we didn't play well enough to win. Uh, I think when you look at the lineup as it's gone through, uh, we played hard, but we have to stay out of the penalty box. Interference, trip, trip, high stick, holding, and two unsportsmanlike conducts at the end, so it didn't have anything to do with that. That was head coach John Hines for the Nashville Predators following the loss to Carolina, and it does feel like the lineup decisions was a big focus on Twitter, amongst the media, in the postgame press conference, and I just have one thing to add to all of this. I'm not sure what fans expected or the media. He made a couple of lineup decisions. Ellie Tolvanen was on the bench. You name it. I'm just not sure what that decision, one or two small lineup decisions, has to do with the outcome of the game. Carolina was the vastly superior team. I actually don't disagree with them. The, the penalties were not because they were overly physical. It's because they were undisciplined. They made small mistakes, and it cost them. And frankly, the penalty kill wasn't all that bad. So I don't know if the lineup decisions had any impact on the outcome of the game. I'm not sure why Preds Twitter or Preds fans or the media would be upset with John Hines' answer, frankly. The bottom line is Carolina was the vastly superior hockey team. They were the vastly superior hockey team all season, and they were the vastly superior hockey team for the second and third period, and the Predators got their asses kicked. That's it. That's the end of the story. It's not more complicated than that. Let's move on to game two. 
We will have Tuesday's docket for you in just a minute. But, of course, special thanks to our sponsor, the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Go look at all their amazing work, whether it's a brand-new kitchen or an entire new home, a renovated master bath. Just go look at their work, man. It speaks for itself. It's spectacular. BuildKG.com is the website. Remember the name, the Kingston Group. Here's your Tuesday night docket on the off night for the Nashville Predators. Tampa won game one of their series 5-4 to four over Florida on Sunday. And the two teams will be back at it again in game two on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. if you're interested. Tuesday will also feature game two of the Minnesota Vegas series as well as the Islanders and Penguins. Both Minnesota and New York both took game one on the road. The Atlanta Braves will host my first place New York Mets in game two of their series on Tuesday night. First pitch is at 6.20 Central Time. The Mets won 3-1 on Monday night. And be sure to check out the Club and Country pod every Tuesday covering Nashville SC Soccer, featuring the great Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan. They recap the draw with Salt Lake, preview the primetime matchup with Austin, and visit with special guest Alexi Lawless on this week's episode. Again, that's the Club and Country podcast covering Nashville SC every Tuesday on the 440 Sports Network. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Facebook, and Twitter at 440 Media on Instagram. And if you're new to us, thank you so much for checking us out, and we do appreciate it. Please share the show. Just tell one other person in your life that there's like a really concise, fun, and lighthearted, but analytical and thoughtful podcast about Nashville sports every single morning on the 440 Sports Network. That's not too much to ask, is it? Just go, you know, tell somebody about the show. That's all we ask. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, May 18th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.